0: A little wisdom goes a long way. How true that is. We've been looking at that for a few weeks here. And what we've said each week is that wisdom is more than knowledge. Wisdom is skilled living. A person is wise, not just because they know stuff, not because they're educated or smart but it's because they know how to live well with God's blessing in their life. And so we've been using the book of Proverbs to study this kind of wisdom because Proverbs has a lot of wisdom ready and waiting for us. By the way, it's just me, uh, Chad, and his family are in San Antonio seeing his son, Airman Austin. So I told him, man, just take all day, be gone all weekend. And for you, y'all get twice as much of me, right? Anyway, here's our theme scripture for this series that we've been looking at each week. I didn't hear any amens today. Anyway, here it is. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. That's our theme verse to help us really value wisdom more and more. Now, we've talked about uh, the fact that wisdom starts with God. We should acknowledge that he's right about everything. And if there's a disagreement, I'm the one who needs to learn something different. We've talked about a contented life, that a person living wisely has a great deal of contentment. Doesn't mean things are perfect, but they're content. Also, we talked about generosity that we really begin to live when we learn to be generous people with our lives. Now, last week, we talked about teachability and the importance of staying humble and teachable so we can keep growing in wisdom. We looked at some cool Proverbs last week that said, the wise want to get wiser still. And so that was teachability. Well, today, we're going to talk about a subject that's not real well understood, but is a big, important deal. For us. And the subject is honor. Honor. We're going to talk about how honoring somebody can make a big difference in their life. Now, here tonight, we try to have a culture of honor. We try to appreciate people and, and express that and value them and value what they do. And honor is something that's a little stronger in the South. It's a little bit of a, a Southern custom. There's more manners and stuff. Anytime I go to the out of Texas and out of the South, it's just striking to me. People just aren't mannerly, you know? Well, that's a little bit of what we're talking about, but we're losing it. We're losing this this, uh, sense that we should honor people. And nationally, it's gone. I mean, nationally, it's just toxic. I mean, all you have to do is watch the news a little while to hear toxicity coming from all directions. And so God wants us to learn the value of honor because there's a much better way to live and it's to learn to honor. First, let's define what honor is by defining what it isn't, all right? So dishonor means to take lightly, to take a subject lightly. So if you gave me a diamond and I had it in my hand and went, eh, and tossed it in the trash, I'd be taking it lightly. I would not be valuing it. I would not be honoring it. On the other hand, honor, the word has a number of meanings. The, the meanings are value, worth and the biblical language, original language, literally meant weight. And so it's to give weight and significance and importance. We even have the phrase, boy, that's a weighty batter we're talking about. That's a heavy deal. So you attribute importance and worth to somebody or to something, you give weight to it, you are honoring it, okay? Now, honoring people we're going to say right up front, it, it, it can be extra hard because not everybody seems to deserve honor, you know? <laughs> not everybody, uh, you know, is living a life that you would think that, you know, they deserve honor. But we're, as we're going to see, it's not about them deserving it. They may even mistreat you, but God still wants you to learn about honoring them. So, this first point is really huge because it gets this whole idea of honoring people in perspective. And it's this. Honoring doesn't start with us. Honoring is not about us and the person first. It's not about us first. It's about God first. Honoring people begins with God's claim on people. Did you know that God can see your worst and your best at the same time? He can see everything you've done wrong and still see everything you can become. He sees your potential as well as your problems, but he chooses to focus on our potential. It's like a parent whose kid messed up pretty bad. And so, the parent could have just, you know, let them have it, and, and that would have been understandable. But this parent says this to his uh, child. I know this is what you did, but this is not you. This is not who you are. I believe in who you are and who you can be. So, in heaven, we're going to be completely, perfectly like Jesus. And get a little at this. God chooses to see us that way Now. If you are a follower of Jesus, if Jesus is in your heart, in your life, then God sees you in Jesus. And yes, he's aware of your problems and whatever, but he sees you perfect in Jesus. Look at this verse from the book of Romans. From the distant past, his, God's, eternal love reached into the future. You see, he knew those who would be his one day, and he chose them beforehand to be conformed to the image of his son so that Jesus would be the firstborn of a new family of believers and all brothers and sisters. As for those he chose beforehand, now listen to this. He called them to a different destiny so that they would experience what it means to be made right with God and share in his glory. That's how God values people. He's thought of us Beforehand, before you were born, God had you in mind and he wanted you to be with him and to learn to walk with him and have a relationship with him. God chose you to know what it is to have peace in your soul. That phrase that said to be made right with God means I know I'm good with God. doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I've received Jesus and I'm living for Jesus. So there's that sense in which God's chosen us. He's also chosen us to share in his glory, the greatness and the beauty of God. So, pause and think. If that's how God sees people, if he sees us like that, how do we see people? How do we treat people? He wants us to learn to see people like he does, of infinite value, such value he sent Jesus to die for us. We sang about it. We, we, in, in our worship this morning, this idea of what God did for us came through really strong. So, that's the first thing. Honoring's not first and foremost about me and the other person. It's about God and his opinion of people. And then second, honoring benefits me too. To honor somebody else also brings a benefit on me. It's just as much about the honorer, me, as the honoree, the person I'm trying to show honor to. Look at this verse from Ephesians chapter 6. This verse now is a quote from the Old Testament. So God had said this to people thousands of years ago. So this was written about 2,000 years ago in Ephesians, and it was first said by God thousands of years before that, okay? Look at this command from God. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So here we see That honoring our parents is not only the right thing to do, it brings blessing on us. And God promised us a good and long life. I mean, what else is there? We all want to have a good and long life. And God says, if you'll honor your parents, I will bless you like that. I will allow you to grow and to mature, and there'll be blessing in your life. Now, you might be thinking, oh, okay, okay. I, I kind of get it. <laughs> uh, I honor my parents, but I'm a grown adult. Do I honor my parents? The answer is yes. And uh, I know for me, I learned more and better how to honor my mom as she was elderly and, and lived with us in her last years. I realized I didn't always honor her and treat her with respect that she deserved just because she was my mom. And guys, now hear this. I know many of us did not have perfect parents or even good parents. And if we're just real honest, it's, it's not judgmental to say they weren't good parents. They were bad parents. But God's not talking about what kind of parents they are. He's saying honoring them and honoring our parents is like honoring God. Because he's basically saying they're the authority in your life. When you honor them, you're honoring me. God takes it really, really seriously, even if they were bad parents, even if they made a lot of mistakes. It's kind of like understanding the position of people in life. We've already talked about the greatest and most important position that somebody God loves and values, but they are also in different positions like parents. Think about uh, you're in a courtroom, and you're being sued, and you're there in front of the judge, and the judge says, okay, talk to me from your perspective. And what if you said like this, well, you know, Bob, uh, well, I've really been having problems with this guy. He's such a jerk. And you know, you know I'm right, and so I need you to just step up and do the right thing from up there on your bench. Would you do that ever? <laughs> I mean, would you ever talk to a judge like that in a courtroom? Of course not. And, and he may not be a perfect guy or a great guy or a good guy, but he's in a position that we honor that position. And so if we can just get a hold of this, it can really help us. Everybody's in a position. They're valued by God first and foremost, but they could be in other positions too, and we should honor them. Here's another thing about honor. Respect is earned, but honor is given. Honor is given. A person who's wanting to learn to honor people is going to say, I'm not going to wait till they deserve it. I'm going to give honor anyway. Uh, I'm going to embrace the honor tests that come into my life, those times when there's somebody that comes across your path, and, man, they don't deserve honor at that moment. They're just, man, they're mad or whatever. Maybe they're chewing on you, and you've got a choice. How am I going to respond? Am I going to lash back or say, whoa, whoa, man, I'm, I'm sorry you're upset? Uh, is there a problem? Could, can we talk? Can I help you? See, you're showing them value, even in the midst of them mistreating you. And so, we choose to give honor. This kind of wisdom says, no matter how people behave, give them honor anyway. Look at this verse from 1 Peter chapter 2. Show proper respect to everyone, not to those who deserve it. Everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers, love the family of God, fear God, and honor the king. And so Peter is saying, honor people appropriately on whatever level they are. Of course, fear God, honor him the most, honor and love the brothers and sisters of Christ, and yet even people outside of you, and he goes to the the king. So he's saying, give proper respect to everyone. There's even a sense in which we should have a respectful attitude toward children. You know, Chad's helped me. Realize this—that sometimes I want to uh, tease teenagers too much. And uh, I remember one day we were crafting a message, and I thought, "Oh, I'm going to say this about kids." And he goes, "Ed, if you say that, that's just going to be like slapping them across the face." And I'm like, "But, but that's why parents have kids so we can mess with them, right?" But that's not true. They are God's kids before they're my kids, and there's a way to treat them with an honor and respect, even for a king. And that last phrase. Honor the king? In this day and age, when it was written a couple thousand years ago, when Peter wrote this, he was a horrible king. Most of the Caesars were from terrible to horrible and monsters, totally, totally uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Look at the history of the Caesars in the Roman Empire. And so Peter is saying, even this horrible jerk, you honor the king because of that position, right? That position. So how do we make it practical? How do we begin to try to walk in more of this thing of honoring others? Number one, we prioritize them. We prioritize people. I want you to think about this. Whatever goes first is the place of honor, okay? So you're walking into a restaurant, and you notice there's somebody behind you, and instead of just throwing the door open and walking on in, you grab the door and you back up. And just motion them in. And <laughs> I've done this uh, at times. I do it a lot, but sometimes I do it and people are like, what's the deal, you know? And I heard, I heard one guy said he opened the door for a woman one time. And she's like, what, you don't think I could open the door? And he's like, oh, no, I'm sure you could open the door. I'm just trying to show a little respect here. I'm just trying to, you know, be courteous. And so things like that obviously uh, are simple and practical, but they're showing honor by putting something first. And so whatever is first is what we are honoring. Look at this verse from the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Now this is a broad, broad principle, a general big principle. It's not just about money. It is about money, but not just money because it says honor God with everything you have. And you guys sitting here right now did that today. You said, God, I'm going to honor you with my day. I'm going to go worship you and spend time with the family of God to worship you, to hear the word of God. I'm going to do that first. I'm not going fishing first. I'm not going to go play. And I have some projects I'm dying to get to, but I'm going to put you first. That's what you've done. You have prioritized and honored God by putting him first in your day. Obviously, this verse does mean money, but it means about our time. Do we give God the first of our time? Do we say in the morning, God, I, I, I'm running late. I'm running out the door, but help me. Help me walk with you today. Lord, I want you first today. And you know, God's attitude, he doesn't get mad because you didn't spend a lot of time. He'll just say, well, good. You, you acknowledged me on your way out the door. You, you tried to prioritize your heart with me. So we prioritize God and we prioritize people. Uh, another scripture in the New Testament says, Put the needs of others before yourself. That's what we're talking about, making others first. All right, so we prioritize them. What else do we do? We praise them. Honor has a language, and the language of honor is the compliments, the positive in people. Honor compliments the positive in people. It celebrates the good in people. And and here's the uh, cool thing about honoring people. I honor people, and I say what I can to compliment the good, and I leave the fix to God. My job is not to fix anybody. I can't even fix myself. And so I just, I try to look for something to compliment, to something to say, you know, I see that. that. That's really cool. And they may be acting like a jerk all day, but you find a way to honor them, to give them something positive. Now, as an example of how important our words can be when we try to build somebody up, I want you to think of this scenario. You've got a friend and they have really, really messed up. I mean, in a bad way. And it's just ugly. And they are suffering for their mistake and their bad choices. And so they are down and depressed. Understandably, things are really, really tough. But you can help them by honoring them. You could say something like, you know, I'm not sure how you got here, but that doesn't really matter. What does matter is that God's grace can overwhelm any of your mistakes you mean a lot to him, and you mean a lot to me. Put yourself in that depressed person's position. How, how good would it be to hear something like that? You know, our tendency as, as humans, we're just, we're just made to be this way. There's something about our minds and our brains and our culture. We're, we're like, yeah, that, you really messed up, and you deserve it, blah, 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 blah. Hey, know it. People, we know when we blow it. We know when it's our own fault. But to say, hey, God can overcome it because you matter a lot to God. It's huge. I want to have one more verse on this topic because our words are so super important. Proverbs is full of all kinds of things about words. I pulled this verse from the New Testament book of Ephesians. Uh, I had such trouble with my words when I was a young man that God had me memorize this verse. He said, Ed, you really got issues, son. You got you to gotta memorize this verse and let me work it into your life. And uh, so this verse means a lot to me. Ephesians 4:29. Don't let even one rotten word seep out of your mouths. Instead, offer only fresh words that build others up when they need it most. That way, your good words will communicate grace to those who hear them. Our word, your words, life to people. And God is saying, understand the power of your words and be careful with your words. Try not to let anything come out that's not grace-giving. It's not helpful. And boy, I know for me as a young man, I could just be so sarcastic and critical and just all the time. And God really worked on my heart and said, no, 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 that's not how you treat people. That's not how I treat people. This is how you should treat people. So guys, your words can give life to somebody. It can make such a difference. Okay, number three, we prioritize, we praise, and we protect them. We protect them. Say you've got a a valuable collection of watches at home. You've got a whole bunch of watches. Most of them are nice. Some are real expensive. But you've got this watch collection at home. Or some other kind of collection at home. Or some really, really prized possession that you love a whole, whole lot, whatever. You could tell me right now where it is in your house and how it's protected. If it's in a case or in a safe or something like that. If it's really, really valuable to you, you protect it. That's just... We take care of our stuff. We protect them. Well, God wants us to understand that we protect people, too. If we value them, we will try to protect them. And I don't mean uh, physically. I mean protect their reputation, okay? Protect their, uh, how they appear to people in the sense of to help cover, help cover and let God deal with their issues. Here's an example from the Bible. Now, you know about Noah and the flood. God told Noah, build a big boat called an ark, and everybody's going to die. The whole planet, everyone on the planet was evil except just Noah and his family. God said, I'm going to do a reboot of humanity. Noah, build a boat, get your family, and I'll bring all the animals that I want to survive, and 40 days of flood's going to destroy everybody. And so Noah obeys, and that's just what God does. So now after the flood... Noah and his family are on dry land. They're the family on earth about to repopulate the earth. Well, Noah does something. Noah plants a vineyard. He plants a grape vineyard. And he grows a bunch of grapes. Then he takes these grapes and he turns them into wine. So he puts them through the process. And now they're alcohol. And so he drinks it and drinks drunk, And he's split to the point he got flat on his rear drunk. And he's splayed out inside his tent, drunk and naked. Somehow he got out of his clothes. And so here's what happens. He had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, okay? Ham was the youngest son, and Ham walks in and sees his dad, plastered, out cold, drunk, naked in the tent. So Ham comes outside, and he tells his brothers. And I want you to see what the brothers do to honor their father Noah, even in his shame. Look what they do in Genesis 9, 23. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and they backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. They, can't you just see them? They're just kind of back it up. Okay, there's dad's toes. One, two, three, you know, throw it back and back out the tent And they did that to honor, to protect their father, to hide his shame and let him and God deal with the shame. So the older sons did well, but the youngest didn't. What should the youngest son have done? He should have found something, covered up his dad, walked out the tent, and kept his mouth shut. Right? We can protect people sometimes just by keeping our mouth shut. And so... Noah wakes up, realizes his big mess, and then he learns what his older sons did for him. And Noah pronounces a blessing on his older sons for doing that. He made sure they understood he appreciated them protecting him, honoring him. And so God sees us like that, that when we are willing to help protect somebody, cover their shame, and let God and them deal with it, not broadcast it, God sees that. And just like Noah spoke a blessing over his sons for honoring him, God will speak a blessing on our lives because we're trying to honor and protect people he loves and cares about. So our summary statement here at the end, a little bit of wisdom for today is this. When I honor others, God honors me. When I honor others, God honors me. Now, if uh, you're getting a hold of this today, maybe a little more serious way, and you're thinking, yeah, I, I, I need to grow in this, well, let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to predict your future this week. If you're serious about wanting to show honor and respect to people the way God wants you to, you're going to have a test. You're going to have somebody come across your path this week, and they are not going to deserve honor or respect. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be ragging on you or just doing stupid stuff or whatever, and you're going to have an opportunity. Do I still treat them with honor and respect? If they jump on me. Do I yeah, jump back? You're going to have those tests because you're going to deal with people, and it just it just happens. So God wants us to grow, and it's a wonderful thing when we do. Now, if you're here today and you've never connected to Jesus, you've never gone all in with Him. This could be your day to do that. And all you have to do is say, "Jesus, come to my life. Forgive me. Fill me. I'm all in. Let's go." And, and you can do that in just seconds. And if you choose to do that here. We want to help you. We want to encourage you. There's cards in front of you. They're green. And they say, I've decided. And if this is you today, God's brought you to the point. You're ready to say, I'm ready to officially go in. I'm going to sign my name. Then fill out that card. And we have blue boxes by the back doors. If you just drop that in there, then we want to follow up with you to help and encourage you in this amazing, great, forever changing decision that you're making today. So be sure to do that. We're about to pray, and let me remind you of a couple things before we pray. First off, we'll have prayer teams up here who'd love to pray for you guys. Also, remember to give on your app or uh, at the boxes on the door on the way out. And then please remember tonight, 6 o'clock p.m., if you're a member here, you want to be here, we're going to say some important stuff you need to hear, okay? All right, y'all stand. Let's pray. God, you honor us when we don't deserve it by keeping on loving us. And and you knew mistakes we would make. You knew when we would go our way against your way. And yet you still chose beforehand. Knowing that beforehand, you still chose to honor and value us. So, Lord, we just want to be more like you. And it's not easy, God. People are hard to deal with sometimes. And it's so hard to be honoring. But, Lord, you want to give us a grace to do it. And as we grow in this honoring, we're going to see a blessing in our life. And we're going to see an impact in the lives of others, too. So, Lord, this week, as we all have these tests, because we'll deal with people all week, Lord, give us a grace. Speak to our hearts in the moment and say honor. Help us to show honor and respect the way you value people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.